Welcome back, Rabbi Dr. Eliezer Brat. It has now been over a week since the Petira of Reb Chaim, and many of us have heard many Hespedim. We've read Hespedim, we watched Hespedim, and there's been a tremendous Hesperus. People are learning and feeling that there is a tremendous Aveda, and they want to fill that void, the Hesperus that Klal Yisrael has had over the last week, week and a half, has been something that I certainly have never ever witnessed. And I've heard this from people who are a lot older than me, that they've never witnessed and felt this type of, uh, this type of the feeling of a gadol that has passed on and the clamoring for people to have a connection, to learn about Reb Chaim and take on a little bit, a little bit in his memory. So last time we spoke about the Sefer Kiryas Melech, we got some tremendous feedback from the listeners. I'll just read a couple of the emails that we got, the messages. One person wrote that the Jewish world needs a video in a series like this for each and every Sefer of Rav Chaim Zatzal. Most people have no idea about his greatness in Torah and presentations like this one shed some light upon him and his astounding knowledge of Torah. Someone else wrote, I listened to your segment on Rav Chaim Kanievsky Zatzal Sfarim I think this is the best tribute, a meaningful review of his farim and their importance. Yasha Kechacha. So it's certainly an angle that many people don't know. And Rabbi Brat, Baruch Hashem, you're able to contribute in this way to enlighten people about the godless of Rabbi Chaim through his farim. So this time, we want to speak about three farim. One is called Yishav Hadas. One is called his Pirush on the Archas Chaim, which is the to the Rush. The third one is a country he wrote called Tashlom Yefei Enayim. Yazar, how are you? Baruch Hashem. Very good. Okay, so you want to start with the Yishav Adas or give some context of how you want to go about and why you picked maybe these three Svarim? Yeah, so let me, so I'm going to begin as follows. Before I get to the three Svarim that I would like to focus on today, just a, a drop of um, background to why I picked these svarim first. In, as in the past, ever since the material of Reb Chaim, there's been a crazy amount of the uh, spadim, both written, orals, um, video recordings all over the world, in America, Eretz Yisrael, everywhere, from all types of people, people that knew him, people that just saw him from afar. And people saying over stories and different things about him and anecdotes. A thing that came up a few times, I noticed, in various hespedim or comments about him was, was Reb Chaim a Balkishrin from his from the early age? Was he an Eloi? Now, of course, as I saw in, a, in an interview that someone published with Michael Zilber, he says, we have no business to even talk about it. It's not even a real... Not, it's not even a real question, and as I'm going to show, the question is 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 really is really a it's not it's not a question to be asked because it's silly. Basically, of course, his asmada and his tremendous learning, and as we mentioned last time, that he he was learning called Tarakula, being Messiah every year, contributed to who he became. But already from the from the some of the farm that I'm picking to discuss today, which are which are written when he was very young. Will the answer will be obvious that he was already unique from a very young age? As a matter of fact, one of his grandchildren writes in in the sefer I quoted last time called Asvarim 
that um, even before his bar mitzvah, he had Tyre that he that he felt that ended up being incorporated in his Sefer Sichasada volume in the, in the volume three. There's no dates which are those pieces of Tyre, but basically he had notebooks ready from material of stuff of his from before he was bar mitzvah. Well, throughout in a later presentation, we'll talk about some other works that he might have, that he wrote even at a, that he wrote when he was let's say fourteen. But these works that we're going to be focusing on today are written, it seems he's written as, a, some of them are written, he started working on them as a bacher in Petach Tikva. And, the, and then later on, when he decided to print them, he went over them again, and then he and then he published them. Okay, so the first, so the, so at last time I mentioned that one of the svarim that I got attracted, the original svarim that, that I think I, um, when I was young, I, I took a liking to was Sikhasada, which the time I bought it, it had two volumes, and it's, it includes basically eight different svarim. It could be that they were printed individually, I don't know. Um, or at least some of them were printed individually, but I do know that they were printed numerous times. Some of them were printed over ten times, and each time he added in different um, new corrections and additions. Now, two... In- so I'm sure people are going to call in and write in that it's pronounced Siachasada, Sichasada, so whoever has those... Uh- Issues could send those in, and also I would think, I would think also um, it's worth mentioning that the Shin Yurches were his initials, right? Yes, definitely. Now, I'll, and I want to, I would also like to say at this point a disclaimer: I apologize in advance if I pronounce names of svarim words wrong. Do not be medayik in anything um, I say of of this type. I make mistakes. Some, I try to make it. I should. I do try um, to say it right, but sometimes it's hopeless. Anyway, with that introduction, so in this sefer, so there's a kuntris, um in the second volume. It's called Yishuv Hadas. And what is the Yishuv Hadas? So, in in one sentence, it is he goes through shas to answer up every time the marsha. Ends a piece saying Vyeshli Yashiv, and so Chaim went through Shas to answer up all those times that the Marsha says it. Now, I would like what I'd like to do is to discuss, slow, um, to give the background behind this, the significance of this, and of the Sefer. And it's, the story is as follows. Last time I mentioned already that I would like to claim, and it could be it's obvious, it could be um, many others claim it, or will claim it, that Rukhaim Knievsky was impacted by a few different G'daylam. More, I mean, say he was impacted by a lot of G'daylam, but he was impacted by four particular G'daylam. My claim was that he was impacted by his uncle, the Chazanish, who he grew up by, lived in the same house, he learned with him, his father, the Stipler, the Mishnabrura, and the Vilna Gain. I would like today to give some samples of, of some of the influences of some of these people. So in this first Sefer, in the Sefer Yishev Adas, already one of the things that's very interesting with Rechaim Knievsky is you don't have to come up with Tyrus why he wrote certain Svarim. Most of the Svarim has an introduction where he says, he give, he pretty much says, sometimes he writes a very bekitzer, but he says some of the motives, so to speak, behind why he's writing the Sefer which in general is very useful information. When you look at a Sefer, you look at the introduction. Some Svarim don't have, early back, sometimes Svarim don't have introductions, but Rechaim wrote a lot of times why he chose this specific topic to write about it. So, in the Sefer, um, Yishev Adas, he brings down a famous letter of the Chazanish about the importance of learning the Marsha. 
So before we get to the Chazanish's letter, uh, I would like to give some background of, of what's going, what, what, what's behind this Sefer and what it meant. So he, first we'll start with is the Marsha, because he's coming to answer the Marsha. So we'll back up a little bit with the Marsha, with the acceptance of the Marsha, and then through that we'll be able to understand what the Chazanish wrote and what and and what Rebchaim Kanievsky was doing in the Sefer. So the Marsha was was in the in the world he's very famous for writing a parish both on halacha under under I guess the called the regular parts of the Gemara and also the Gad to Gemara the Gad to Gemaras. He he's born somewhere in the year fifteen fifty between fifteen fifty five to fifteen sixty five. They're not sure the exact year and he dies in sixteen thirty one. He's a rav in, in various places, Rosh Hashiva in many, in many, in a few different cities. Um, he's in part one of the gedolim that was part of the Vadar Baratzos. He gives askamas to some svarim in his lifetime, and Lamashal he, he was very involved with the famous siddur of Reb Shapsi Seifer. His sefer, some of his tirus starts coming out already in his lifetime, such as his chedusha halachas comes out. I believe it was sixteen eleven. Material of his. Came out earlier, but that's not important for today's context. A lot has been written about him. A most famous is a small sefer, a very nice sefer available on Hebrew books called Taldus Adam from Aruvah Margolis, a very, very nice sefer. Now, in general, when one wants to know about his particular gadol, a good stop to start with is the Chidah. The Chidah and Shemak Dailim, when he talks about the Marsha, he says he was a tremendous gadol, etc. And he wrote a Chidusha Alachis, and then he says it's on Roiv HaTalmud, and it's it sheds light on the Gemara and Taisvis. And then he says, That everyone was into it. And he, he then he talks about, uh, he mentions a sentence about the Chedusha Goddess, which is not for, um, um, not to focus on today. Now, the Sefer becomes accepted, as the Chida writes, and, and we find different... Um, as time goes on, it, becomes, it gets more and more accepted. Now, the Chida, who lives much later, one of the things famous about the Chida was he traveled. He traveled all over Europe, fundraising for Eretz Yisrael. Uh, in the pa- past few months, um, his travels that he published, that he didn't publish, that he wrote, which were published a while ago, two new editions came out of, of, of these travels. They're fascinating material. And a lot of times he, he transcribes different materials of people that he met or saw or things he heard. So at one point he talks about, he, he met some G'daylem, and, and he refers to them that they were being very Isaac in Taisvis and the Marshal and the Marsha with great Iyun. Okay, he describes such a such a uh, such a conversation that he had um, that he watched, or, or I think that he might have had with them. Okay, then elsewhere in the in the Magal Taiv, he describes something that he heard from someone, an old Zakin, about the Rebbe. Rebbe, he's known as the Rebbe of Heschel, although he had nothing to do with Hasidus as he predates Hasidus, but the Rebbe of Heschel, as he's fondly called, and basically he brings down a very sharp story that. Um, that they say about the Rebbe of Heschel, someone, um, he, he saw a Marsha, he got very angry, and he threw the Sefer down, he was very upset about the Marsha, and then it turns out later on, he, he, he realized he might have been mistaken. And he, to- he, talks a, he talks a little bit about it, he has, a, and he has a few lines about this story, but he brings down, but here we see that at least someone as great, the Rebbe of Heschel was a, was a great Rosh Hashiva at that time, had some type of 
um, was some type of a snagdos, so to speak, against the mar- the marshal. Okay. A little before the Chida, there was a great guy, his name was Rabbi Yoyne Lansdorfer, who, who died very young, but he wrote a lot, he was prolific, and, he, and he's in the world of halacha, in the areas that he wrote about, he's very much quoted. He wrote a tzava, and in the tzava, he talks about the marsha, and he says something else, he says that one, when he talks about giving us about what to learn and how to learn properly, so he says you should be medayik rav on the parish of the marsha. And he says it could help you understand the sugyas, the Aymek Halacha. It's written with great kitzer. Then he says it was written, it had to have been written with Ruha Kaidish, because a human being could not have written this Sefer. Okay. So we see that different people had different, and there's more, there's other quotes, and, and if one checks, and I'm not. I'm not here to speak barichos about all the pratim about the marsha, although it's a worthwhile um, topic. But I'm trying just to give some, to just to be able to appreciate what Rukhaim Kanievsky was doing. A bit later, we find, let's say, in Velazhin, um it's recorded a story, more maybe even more than one story, and it sounds like from the story, the vibe one gets is that um, the Nitziv wasn't so happy with his with with um, with his nephew. Who was being? He saw him being Isaac in a marsha. He said oh, that, that's for a different time. Now, what's what's strange is is that if one looks in the Natsiv's writings, let's say you'll see he quotes the marsha many many times in all his writings. Not only that, one sefer that came out which which deals with the marsha, the Natsiv gave a beautiful askama. So so what's so what's the pshat behind this? Um, let's say, if you even could read so much into it that there was some type of a snagness, but there are other places that it sounds like some people f- were were sort of upset about the, the Natsif. Not about the Natsif, about the Marsha. So, many times when um, when one's looking, there, there was a great, um, a very special person in the previous generation. His name is Rav Yosef Zevin. He wrote multiple Svarim, and one of his Svarim um, which is called Ishim Vashitas, a lot of times he could say something, a sentence, and Derek Agav, from that you could understand, um, you could learn a lot from it. So he's talking about the Marsha, and, he, and it sounds like um, that it became sort of that people were focusing on it too much. Of course, the Marsha is a safer Nifla, and its Lashon is very Meduyak, but sometimes Kitsonit gets is extremism gets too extreme and what happened is that people were spending too much time on the marsha and they were losing focus from to being focusing on on what the marsha really wanted you to do which was to learn rashi and taisvis and the gemara and and it became a thing that people were mamish spending too much time at it so it's very possible that was more what the, the nativ was getting nervous not that of course that it, it's a very important to learn marsha but it, oh, everything has to have um, be done in the proper amount of time and focus. Now, and this could be found in various, um, and it, it's there's makam to say such a thing. Okay, but without we're not, we're not going to go into barichos. Now, the the there was a great there's a great sefer from a rabbi, his name was Rav Greenspan, and this Rav Greenspan um, wrote a sefer called Malachas Machshavas. In Malachas Machshavas, he talks about. Um, he also has a arichos, and in his arichos he talks about the marsha, and he, when he describes it, he says the following Russian, beautiful Russian, Chidushav ha'amukim megalim le'eneinu as kol ginze ha'sugya mekomit, 
And a lot of times it could help us understand the Signon HaKlasi, Shal Rabbi Seinu Rashi, V'chach Me'atzorfas, the Nifla Dover. And, it, and it's Shabachol Harifoisoi, Hagyonis HaMukas Admoid, Hu Achmegalolonu, Es Apshat HaPashot, Shal Chach Me'atalmud, and he goes on and on. He has a, it's a Shulum Yichelisloi, Shu Daikin Yitzim Migedah Aragil, and it's and it's very focused on Rashi and Taisus and Vehulu Vehulu. Uh, he has he, he talks about this a lot in a Sefer Melech Machshavus, which was recently reprinted in a beautiful edition by Mechon uh, Mechon um, Yerushalayim. Akopanim, and there's a lot more to say about it, but Bekitzer many Gedolim we find on the other hand they were very into the Marshal. The Marshal I just saw recently a quote from a Bishulei Diskin how he was very into learning the 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 Marsha and others we're also in, very much into the Marsha. Okay, now, with this background, that there were, we, the, it's, now we can begin to understand the Chazanish. The, the Chazanish, it's one of the first, maybe it's even the first, Igra, the, this Igra's Chazanish, and what, the first letter is about learning the Marsha. And the Chazanish says that he, he has a taina on his generation, that the, the generation stopped learning Marsha. Was and he says the marsha is matana toiva nitna li yisrael lezakis bayis hadoyers haba machrov. Why to and and he, he and um and one should be maimik to learn it properly and it teaches one iun nachayin va'amik. He also says it helps lizikarin kol sugi lepratel. And he says the previous generations were did appreciate the marsha. And then he, then he throws out, he says, And then he says, And then we'll get back to that problem in a second. And he says, From when the people left learning this safer, they lost out in Yidiyas Hapshat Kulay. And it and helps learning even properly. And one, and Ein Mishi Yachsar Tarli Yashna. And Bekitzer is very, very. Um, and this letter has been quoted by many people today's generation. That we've, it's I've heard it many times in Shmuzin that that it's a shame people have stopped learning the Marsha and this Chazanish. Was the Chazanish addressing something specific, something that was going on? Anything you could track? Are you going to get to that, or do you know? I wish I knew the. I, I don't. Recall if I have seen what the backstory of this letter of the Chazanish is, and it's a good question. A lot of times we don't know the backstory. What was the who was this letter addressed to, and what was it about? I'm not sure. I, I have to look if there is an answer for this one because some letters we do have, and the story is actually much. A lot of times could get more interesting. But anyway, but this is a known thing about the Chazanish. Now, as I said, the Chazanish throws out about Rabbi Kivager. So, so Rabbi Kivager, it's I, in, in the Taldus of Rabbi Kivager that I know that the Chazanish looked at, which was the famous Chudah Mashulosh, I could not find mention about the Marsha, but in the Hagdama to the Drush V'chidosh of Rebbe Kiveger, the sons already write that my our father, Rebbe Kiveger, he didn't really have time to look at Achreinim on the Sugya, but what was Chavah for him? Ki im divrei Marsha. And that was the main Achreinim that he looked at. Um, and he made sure to, to spend time using it. In one of the recent works on Rabbi Kiveger called Ma'irin um, Shal Yisrael, so they have, um, I would say, three, four pages of different um, places where Rabbi Kiveger talks about a marsha with unbelievable titles. We see that the marsha was very, very important for Rabbi Kiveger. Now, but more than that, not only was it important for Rabbi Kiveger in for learning, as it's clear, I, I was doing a, a search 
in Rebbe Sefer, one of the earliest farm of Rebbe Kivyega that came out was Hagais on Shulchan Aruch Archaim Haaris. And even in that Sefer, which is Haaris on Archaim, he quotes it many times. It's a, and those Haaris are more, a lot of times, more relate to Halacha. This is obviously getting, relates to a different discussion, which we're not going to go into now, about the Marsha being Halacha, and we do find many Gedalia uh, Paiskim do use it because it's, it is crucial to understand a lot of times the sugya and the way the Marsha will help understand the sugya, it, it, will, it will have effects, but we're, we're, we, we will leave that um, for now. Now, so, what, but what the Chazanish is being Madgish, and so to, and we see, and he sees it also in the one of the Gedalia uh, 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 of the Dairis before, but the Kiveger was that there's a major significance in the Marsha, so much so that it bothered the Chazanish that, that, it became forgotten, so to speak. Now, the the besides for um, I, I when I was learning in um, in yeshiva in the mir, so I heard cheer. One of the people I heard cheer from was Rameir Shmulevitz, and we were learning at the time kedushin, and he he said an interesting remark. Kedushin, the first parak, a lot of it has to do with drushas and and. Um, and Cheshbainus and Drashas, of how, how we learn out different dinim from Psukim. And he said that a lot of times the Eulam Yeshivas, so he said there was a Sefer at the time, and that, and that which was an earlier Sefer, a famous Achron, the Atmos Yosef. So Rameir Shlavet said that the Eulam Yeshivas, they took on to learn the Atmos Yosef, they used it a lot for the Lamdesha pieces. But but most of the Sefer is handling in the Cheshbainus of the Gemara. It's, a, it's an excellent Sefer to be Isaac and to understand the Cheshbonis, the Gemara Daima on some level, there's parallels similar to what the Marsha is doing, maybe there's there's also differences, al he said, and Rameir Shmulevitz's line, he's the younger son of Reb Chaim Shmulevitz, that people think it's a godless, we don't need to look at those pieces, he says no, because we, we can't even understand it, we're not understanding that there's so much happening in the Gemara that's because we're focused more on different points, just on the lambdas and the chesed of the gemara and the the shakavatari of the gemara. Ashitaisis is not as much stressed. So the chazanish and anyone who looks at his svarim knows that that was a very fundamental point of his. The text of the gemara, the learning of the gemara, the shakavatari and the chesed is beyond important. Now, with this introduction, we could we get closer to our story of with Rebbe Kanievsky. The marsha wrote very bekitzer. I recall when I was in yeshiva, um, Marish Yeshiva must have said something, either asked a question or something about the Marsha, and somebody went over to him afterwards and wanted maybe answer a question that he had or something with the Marsha. And if I recall correctly, he said something along the lines of, did you think about the Marsha for more than an hour? He says, you have to fast to understand this Marsha. The significance that they held for understanding a Marsha was... It was Correct. Yes, but 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 it seems even today I don't know for sure, but it sounds like it's still lost on some level. It sounds like the Chazanish's complaint is still relevant now. What now? But the Marsha he wrote very bekitzer, and sometimes he he was just coming to be ma'irer points, and he felt that if one goes on the right track of learning, you'll get to the right point. So he wrote v'yesh liyashiv. That if you if you understand what the Shakavatari and you look at it carefully enough, you'll be able to come up with the answer. He means he wasn't trying to ask these um, earth-shattering questions or stump people. It was actually he was a, he was a, 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 it's legendary about the Marshas that the Skiba was written with his Talmidim. He learned the Talmidim, 
And not only that, certain parts he, he skipped because he didn't learn with Talmudim because he was busy at the famous Yerid that he used to go to as being part of the Vadar Baratzais. But the the Chibur was a, a Chibur written with, with Talmudim and it was to get Talmudim to learn. So he felt, I don't need to answer, I don't need to spell out everything. And so he wrote very Bekitzer. And he, he even says this in his Agdama that he wrote very Bekitzer. Now, fast forward after the Marsha, we already, we mentioned earlier, the Marsha is already printed as early as the 1611, so we get to the 1700s, and there was two people, they were, uh, um, I think they might even been Rosh Yeshiva, one's name was Rabbi Shloyma ben Shmuel, he was a, in Gritz, and he had a, a Gritz, he had a friend, Rabbi Yitzchak um, Halperin, and they, in the 1760s, they decided, and it's very unique, because it's not so common to find two people put out a safer together, we have samples of such a thing, but they're not, not so common. And they put out a safer called Hirasha. And Hirasha, one of the things, one of the main focuses was to go through marshas that were, that he left off of Vyeshli And they say in the Hagdama, we don't know too much about them, but in the Hagdama, they already emphasized that today people, they still understand the significance of, of Taka learning the Marsha, but they get stuck on it. So what the Marsha Nemdan was a Dover Pashut, it needs to be spelled out. So they went in a Pshat-oriented way so that people who don't have as much time to spend learning a Pi'un would be able to know what possibly he meant with his V.H. Liashev. So And they put it out. It seems the Sefer was very popular. It was printed numerous times maybe seven, eight times in, in the 1800s. So that usually means it's very, very popular. Okay, now, um, so now we get to Reb Chaim Kanievsky. Reb Chaim Kanievsky writes in his Hagdama that when he was young, he, and his Lashon is, Vine b'yaldusi kasafti gamkein b'zeh b'shnash tafshin ches. Okay, he's about 20 years old at the time. And he also, he's learning in Yeshiva's Petach Tikva, the, the Reb Chaim Kineski says, I made it my business to learn the Marsha. He says, V'hine Rabbeinu Marsha, come upon Kitzur B'dvarov. And he says, V'yesh Yashiv at the end, V'yesh L'chalek. And he doesn't explain why, because Kisamach Alamayin She'yavim Me'asmoi. And many people are Miyageya to understand it. So he says, there was a Sefer Yakar called Hayrasha. But he, it sounds like he didn't know about it at the first. At first, so he went and he sat and he went through all of Shas and all of Marsha, and he answers them all. We're not talking about okay. He had a few. Good, he did it for a few things. He does it. It's a. It's almost sixty pages. He goes through Gan Shas to Yashiv the, the Marsha. When he went to print it later on, he checked and he saw he was machaving a lot of times to the to the Sefer Rasha. So he took out those pieces, unless he felt maybe he had a better answer. And then he begins why he and he says. What's behind it? The, fir- the first paragraph the introduction is he brings the whole lotion of this amazing letter of the of the Chazanish. So here we see him taking on at a young age. I don't know so many people today, young Bachrim, that could do the could go could go through all of Shas and answer the Yeshli Yashiv of of the Marsha Kaseder. We're talking about all different Masechtas over here. The Marsha wrote on everything, or most of Shas, come out all of Shas, and to do this. So it's a very unique feat. Now, the part of the influence was is because he was doing what he learned and saw from his uncle, the Chazanish, and it had a tremendous impact on him, and he felt this is an important thing. Now, of course, it, not, it, it didn't necessarily take off in the yeshiva world. Most people never even heard of this Sefer. I would say in the 19, in the 19, um, 1979, Someone went ahead and printed a sefer called Kavitz Mefarshe Marsha, 
And in the Sefer, he printed five, four Svarim that were written previously on the Marsha. And he, at the end, he got permission from Chaim Kanievsky to include his Sefer. He printed it. And like, and it's interesting is Rukhain Kanievsky writes in this edition that it wasn't written with proper Iyun, it was just to be Ma'ayr Hama'ayim. Okay, say Akopanim, this is the first safer that I would like to that that I would like to mention. And here we see one of the points I'm also trying to bring out is that his somewhat of an, an aspect of his connection with the Chazanish. To conclude this prat, just to mention a drop about this with the Chazanish. Throughout looking through all his works, we could see his impact, and uh, I hope to discuss that more in a, in a different time. But just in the in the um, in, in the safer time of the crow, in the safer time of the crow in the back. So there is a small contrast which he which he included things that he heard from his mother about Hanhagas of the Chazanish. It's approximately. Um, 40, 40 different Tanhagas that his mother told him, and he recorded them in his time of the Kra already way, way back. Now, interestingly, I recently learned that, that the Ruchan Knievsky has a safer about the Chazanish Hanhagas that he himself saw living in the house of the Chazanish that he, that he recorded, and his father had him write this down. For some reason, it wasn't printed. It seems that he, 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 he said that he's, he's allowing his children to print it, so hopefully we'll, we'll be Zaychat to have it soon. And one last thing is, in recent years, a lot of material has come out on the Chazanish. One of the famous works that came out was the Maisa Ish multiple volumes. It used to be, it came out one volume, and people said, "Okay," and then another volume, and another volume, and another volume, and then and like, then they even put out an index, and they just put out another volume, and another volume. Anyway, at one point, they it seems they brought to Rehan Kneski, he, he and he gave also a bunch of pages of Hanhagis that he saw by the Chazanish. Okay, this is the first safer that I wanted to discuss, and this aspect of his connection with the Chazanish. Wow, very fascinating. You said you may not know too many Bachrim who could do this today. It sounds like you may know a couple? or No, I, I don't. I'm being don't just for figure of speech. Okay, what's the what's the next safer you want to discuss? So the next safer I would like to discuss is the is Chibur on the Arches Chaim, which is Meyuchas to the Rush. So before we get to this, so this Vyeshli Yashev is found, how, how do you find it today? It's on its own? It's part of the Siyah Hasadah? It's part of the Sikh Hasadah, but also I think it's um, it comes up as Vyesh Yashiv on Hebrew books. If you search Rukhan Knievsky's name on Hebrew books, you'll get many of the Svarim for free. He gave them permission to put up a lot of Svarim already a, a while back. Okay. And so many more are even on Miyuchis Laharash. That rings a bell. Isn't that what many of the yeshivas say during Elul? After yes, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So this is also, so this also um, before I get to talking about Chaim, I just want to give the, a little bit what the sefer is, and then I will explain a little bit elaborate what Chaim did for this sefer. Okay, so first of all, we have Chaim Kanievsky in this again in one of these one of the contrasts that was eventually incorporated into the sefer. He calls it a shame or chaysav, and he writes that it's it's the it's the rush. And he wrote very bekitzer, but it needs to be. It, it, and he says, But he didn't bring his makiris, and people don't know where they're from. So he decided to go sit and track down all the makiris, and he brings down the lashinus of Chazal bekitzer. 
he also he, he it seems he really liked this Chibur. He wrote he made himself ready at the time. He published it with a Mafteach, and over the years he kept on adding um, to it. His first ta'ara already, he stells to the, the chida that it's the, the name Archas Chaim is, is not necessarily the name given to the Sefer um, by the Rush, but okay, anyway, now. So, and he prints the Sefer. Um, I'm not sure when it was first printed, but from the end of the Sefer, he says, when does he finish it? He finishes it in Yeshiva, Tafshin Yud Aleph, and Petach Tikva. So he's also. He's pretty young. He's in the low twenties when he puts out the safer. Now, to give background behind the safer, okay. So first, like this, you mentioned that you heard and you recall that in, in El you used to learn in yeshivas. So it seems the safer became very accepted as a Moser safer. But before, how did it become accepted, and what's the story behind it? So, in the sixteen twenties, there was a plague in Europe, and the Taisus Yantif. After it seems, I guess, the plague, I guess, stopped. Um, Pretty much, he made he um, he gave a drasha in his city of Prague, and in the middle of the drasha, he says he wants to make a takana, a new takana. And this takana is that um, to say daily the chibur of uh, Rava Muvok, um, the Arches, He calls he calls it Arches Chaim. So Moser Sefer, he says it's printed already in some of the Sadurim. He's going to split it into seven Chalakim, so every day to say a few parts of the Sefer. Daily, while um, when, when to say it, before Baruch Sha'amar, after everyone's wearing Talos and Tefillin. Now, he realized that not everyone even under, could understand it, so he, he translated it into German or Yiddish Deitch, whatever it's called, so that even the women should be able to understand it. And they can listen, and and even children will be able to um, learn the sefer. And it was printed already then in the 1620s. Um, this sefer with Taisus Yantif. Since then, it was printed numerous, numerous times. There's even Askama from the Shagasari at one point, where he also says it's known already. And Shagasari is much later than the Taisus Yantif. Akalpanim, the sefer becomes very accepted in Claudius Rome, but no parish was ever really written on the sefer. Um, which is very interesting, and it's not really um, you don't. I don't think it's really quoted in the in halachas at all. It seems the shach. I, th- I think there is a shach that quotes it once or something, but not. You don't see it as a source so much. Um, now, in the in the early nineteen nineties, there was a journal called Sfunot, which came out from Bnei Brak, which had a lot of different chashiva people used to send in articles. So one person, a great guy that we lost earlier this year, Rav Shlomo Fisher, wrote in that it might not be Miyuchas to the Rush, okay? And it was a part of an article where he had some other very interesting comments. The next issue, Chashev uh, uh, also was recently nifter during Corona, Rav Shmuel Ashkenazi, he wrote in that, it, that also talking about it, saying that, that already early on people did it, were Miyuchas to the Rush, okay, but these are all different questions and uh, bibliographical questions about the Chibur, if it is the Rush, it isn't the Rush. Now, a little later, um, also in the same journal, another issue, someone went ahead and tracked down Mamish early manuscripts of it. And the question was, when you learn this Chibur, um, what's Pshad in this Seder, and what's Pshad, what's Pshad in it? What was the Kavana behind it? Some people said it's a Tzava, but there's no indication that it was a Tzava of the Rush for his children. Anyway, but whatever it is, even though it was said by a lot of people, but no one sat and learned it. It's a Rishon who wrote it, and to be mimic in what's going on behind the Sefer seems the Bali Musr took a liking to it, 
Lamashal in Kelm, they were very into it. And um, at one point, at one point, various um of the, of the Bali Amosa were very into it. The, the, the Admiral Kelm was very into it, and it seems he spoke about it a lot. Rabsim Chazisel Mikam, sorry. Rabsim Chazisel, in his, in, in, by him, they used to say after after davening, which is what the Munich Yeshivas is, um, an L, but it sounds like by them they did it all year round, and others, and and, and became a very known Muster Sefer. Anyway, the kids are, um, a while back in B'nai Brak, they put out an edition of it where they took all the pieces of, of the, of, um, they took all different pieces of Musa, all the great um, daily Musa where they talk about the Sefer, and they put it in uh, in a Sefer, um, calling it Arches Chaim Rush. Okay, very nice. Now, they also have the original um, Yiddish of the Taisus Yantif and um, stuff like that. And they also have the manuscript that I mentioned earlier that was printed, and even in, in, a, mus, in a more Musa Dika, um, um, but the Sefer is looked at as a very Musa Dika Sefer, and it's talk a very useful, interesting, safer, easy to learn, and and that was what they did. Now, a little earlier than them, there was a great guy in Bnei Brak, his name was Rabin Yamin Shua Zilber, wrote a lot of Svarim. He decided to put out, this is in the in the um, 1950s, I believe it was, to put out a beer on the safer. He was very into Rishayim, he did this some other Svarim, and he, he found it very strange, and no one went to learn the safer as a Rishin, the Chedushim in it. Then someone told him, by the way, someone beat you to it. Who beat you to it? Rebchayim Kanievsky. Young Rebchayim Kanievsky wrote a safer on the thing. In the end, he gets permission from him, and it's printed today. Many This Rebben Yaman Zilber edition was printed in many editions also, with the two Perushim, Rebchayim Kanievsky and Rebben Yaman Zilber. Now, Adkan, the, the, what's called the boring bibliographical information about the safer. Now, let's first focus on Rebchayim Kanievsky over here. What is Rebchayim Kanievsky? Here we see Rebchayim Kanievsky as an early I was said that he had influence of different people, such as his uncle, which we spoke about, and others. Here we see his tremendous Ahava for Rishainim. And anyone who goes through all his farm will see a, a word of Arishan is beyond important to him. But not so much that just a word of Arishan, he went out of his way to track down all different types of Rishainim, even the newest ones printed. And he quotes them all to say that here he went and he took the it's, a, it's the rush, as he brings, and he says, and he was aimed on to be megala called tag shabatag every makar. Okay, now, what does the word every makar by Rebchaim Knievsky mean? So already last time we said, we discussed how he had this chayvus. He's already been doing the chayvus already, it sounds like, for a good few years. I don't know if it had all incorporated everything, but he ends up throwing in kol tayr shabalpeh as makairis over here. So it's sort of like a Musar encyclopedia also. So let's say you're looking for about, you should have Sefer Panam Yafis. So you look up where it talks about Sefer Panam Yafis, and then you'll have like 10 Mar Makaimis in Chazal. Now, when this was coming out, this is before computers, before all search engines. Obviously, it's Kadai to mention, a very cute um, um, fact, at the Levaya, they mentioned what, what their Kanievsky, his son mentioned as a Hespin, what their Kanievsky do for his with his children on these Friday, long Friday nights. They, they were Makbedon, they had no Chashmal. What did they do? He had a bunch of children, he had to amuse them. So they would do is, they would test him. There's a Sefer put out by Maestro of Cook called Mechlala Mamarum Piskamim. All different Chazals, and, or things people say from Chazal. They would read to him a memra, and they'd say, where is it from? And Rechaim Kanievsky would list off what it said there, probably, and then he would list a bunch more. So here he went, this is like an encyclopedia for Musser. If someone needs to get up and give a drush on Musser, and you want to know Kas, 
So, okay, today you could type into Google, you get some things. But here, you, he was doing this way before. He has a bunch of sources. Okay, so that's number one, what he does. Number two is, it's a Rishon. So he show it's the Rush, right? So so he goes and says, what about Rush's other places? Does it work out with other pieces of Rush? So not every piece is a relative, but someone is. And he shows, oh, sometimes it might be a stira. Sometimes he's handling a Gemara. He'll throw in a Ha'aro that he saw, a stira somewhere. But it's it's not just that he's bringing you Bavli, Yerushalmi, Midrash Yalacha. He's bringing Derecherts, Tandibelios, all different Midrashim. Like last time I spoke about Mechilda the Rajbi, somehow gets in here also. And then he brings even some Musarsvarim. Yisai Vesher Shavayda many times. He brings a Misal Sisharim. He brings in many times the Sefer Chafetz Chaim. Sometimes he even argues. He's throwing at you all different things, different Midrashim from a Sefer Aitzim Midrashim, which Amir Tzashem I hope to talk about, and. All this is to show, so he's doing, he's, first of all, he's being mefarish, the, 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 the Sefer. He's giving the sources from a multiple, sometimes it could be three pages of, of Ha'aris, of Chazals, that talk about this thing. Okay, Bekitzer, um, you see here this Merdech Chavivas that he had of Ferushainim. This is where I'm, I'm saying is this was, it could be other Gdailim had it, and people, Mishabur was also into it, but he, I think, took it to a new level, which I hope to elaborate on more. But that was part of what was his motive in this Sefer Arches Chaim. I just want to show that another thing, one other point that he says, besides for showing with the rush, so in, the, in one of the additions they say, Rabbi Haskell Sarno was aimed on that there's a lot of similarities between here and Rabbeinu Yainus. Rabbeinu also himself was aimed on this, and he shows sometimes with Rabbeinu Yaina that this could be a Makarb. Now, I just want to mention just one example for such a thing, which Rukhan Kanievsky says in a few short words. He doesn't say all of it, but just to understand why a lot of times when you learn these types of svarim, it's very, very interesting in a Lashen. It's a Rishan. And, and looking at a Rishan, how he could word something, a lot of times could be miyashiv something or could help you understand something. So there's a piece of the Archist. So this, I just want to give one example. This mamish very bekitzer nimrat. There's a piece where he talks about Then he says And then he adds the following What's going on over here? So So Mamish Mamish Bekitzer Nimrat I have Rachmanus over here is that there's a famous Sefer of the Beis Yosef um, which is the Magid spoke to the Beis Yosef, and a lot to talk about the Sefer. The Kitzer, some people said that it can't be it's the Beis Yosef, because there's a problem with the Sefer. What's the problem with the Sefer? The Beis Yosef says he's going to be Zaycha in the Sefer. The Malach says something to the effect that he's going to be burnt al Kiddush Hashem. Um, and he doesn't die with Kiddush Hashem, or the Beis Yosef doesn't die al Kiddush Hashem with a Sefer. Okay, whatever. So people use it as a raya, it's a problematic sefer, what's going on over here? So the Radal, talking about this, in his sefer, Kadmus Azair, the Radal, says, He says, what the kavana over here was, of the of Rebbe Sakai, wasn't that he's going to be Meister Nefesh and he's going to die al Hashem. You just have to have kavana. You have to have kavana to be Meister yourself al Hashem. Now, the Rabbeinu Yaina says, when does one, what, every day one is able to do this? When? During Kriyashma. 
that you have to have his lashon, the rabbi Yehon's lashon is v'yigmar b'machshavtoi limsar nafshe akedushas Hashem yizbarch liargalav v'tichashiv loy l'tzdaka kilu nereg al kedushas Hashem. If you have these kavanas, it will be kilu you did, even though you didn't. It's good enough. That's what Rabbi Yaina says, and there's other Makairis and different Rishayinim for such a thing. That's the Kavana over here when Reb, the Rosh in Darches Chaim over here also says, um, he says when you're saying, when, um, when you say, says Reb Chaim Kanievsky over here also, he brings down the piece, and then he says, um, he stole two Ayn Rabbeinu Yaina. He brings down the Gemara and Brachas. Um, um, he brings down the Gemara and Brachas. He brings down Medrash Nelam, and then he brings down this concept is brought down where in the Yisai V'Sharish Avoida, the Bach and the Mishnah Bru, They also bring this down this Yisai. So in, in a few short words, and this is what the Radal says is really the Pshat in the Magad the Beis Yosef. So it's not a Raya. There's a problem with the Magad the Beis Yosef. I'll call upon him. This is just one tiny example of the many, it, it's very small print, so there's a lot, a lot of material in here in this Chibor of Reb Chaim Kanievsky, and we get to see him as a Mefarish of Arishan, using his incredible knowledge at a very young age, that was predating all computers and everything, showing that he was something very, very unique, even at a young age. Wow, so we have the Yeshul Yashav of the Marsha, which is something... Unique may have been done somewhat in the past, but Reb Chaim certainly took it to another level. And then you have Reb Chaim on Arches Chaim Laharash. Like you said, the sources, the Musar Sefer. Wow, really eye-opening. Okay, so that's number two. And you still want to talk about a third one? Yeah, but the, the third one is very is not so long. It will be it's like this. I said one of the influences on 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 Reb Chaim Kanievsky is the Vilna Gain. So, again, I hope to elaborate more about this, but in the next um, small chibur, I want to demonstrate this also. He prints a chibur, which is also in this in this collection, and it's called, he calls it as follows. It's called Tashlum Yefeinayim, or Kuntres Yefeinayim, um, one minute, Kuntres Tashlum Yefeinayim, and then afterwards there's another work called Kuntres Mara Makan. These are small Kuntresim, um, and what is it? So he says like this. Chaim writes first. Tziyunim umar makaymis b'makam shahuva hamishna b'yushalmi b'taysefta mechilta teres gayhanim sifrei sifrizuta mechilta derajbi medrashim kol makaymis asher loy tzino b'masayus hashas. Okay. So what's going on over here? So there again, I will make a very bekitzer. I have to have Rachmanis already on um, the listeners. It is false. If you look in Yeshas Vilna, in the back of your Gemara, where today everyone's a lot of people use Vahadar, so you have this uh, one of the Purushim, in one of the Svarim that was incorporated is Yefei Enayim. What's the Yefei Enayim? So this was a work written by Rabbi Aryeleib Yalin. He dies, he's, he's, um, he, he's born in the 1820s, he dies in 1886. He learns in Velazhin, a Rav, a bunch of Svarim, Prominent Litvish Agado. Okay, fine. What was he unique? One of his uniquenesses was that he wrote this Chibi Yafeinayim. What's the Chibi Yafeinayim? So, if you open up the introduction, which is found in the Gemara Brachis, basically, when you learn Gemara, you learn Bavli, Talma Bavli, a lot of times there could be a piece in your Shalmi that will be very relevant to you. 
but it might not be right over there on that Gemara. Maybe it's in, maybe you're learning Yavamis, and there's a piece in Yerushalmi in Gitten that could help you understand it. So he makes sure to be Mitzayim. But not only that, he does it for a lot of other Chiburim, including Midrashim, and he writes this might the significance of it. Obviously, when one thinks about this, this is obviously coming from, he learned the Malajan and the, the Vilna Gain influence on it is also obvious. So, uh, just to give, I'm just, and to explain what I'm talking about, I'm just going to use one example from him, and then I'm going to conclude with what Rukhain Kanievsky says in his um, Hagdama about what he was trying to do, and that's it. Basically, there's a Chibur about the famous Talmud of the Vilna Gaon, Rav Zalman Mivalajan, called Taldus Adam. So in there, he brings a famous story, um, a, fa- a famous thing, very bekitzer. It says, it says in Pasad, Ekev HaShashama Avram Bekoili, Chazal in the Gemara Yuma Chavches Amabe, says, Kayim Avram Avinu Afilu Eiv Tafshilin. So the question that everyone asks, what does Eiv Tafshilin have to do with this Pasuk? So a Girsa change was suggested that it said, Ayin Taf, and the Rosh Tevis is wrong, and it really should be Eiv Tachumen, and it will be, and then it will make sense, because Eiv Tachumen and Ekev, there might be some um, um, connection. Okay, but and, and and there's endless amount of material about this. So, so Rabbi Chesko Feivel brings this down, he says that the, the that that um, this mistake, to, to correct it, that the Rosh Tevis was wrong, already he brings the Grabo's Aymed on it, then later on he brings that uh, Rabbi Abba told him that in a Chuvus uh, Arashba he found the Lash in Afilev, Tchumen, and others. Okay. This is Rabbi um, and um, and this was a suggestion, it could be Rabbi Zalman also said it, but this is a piece in the Talmud. Now, Yifei Nayim, in that sugya in Yuma, he has a whole piece about it. And basically, what does he do? He brings you down the um, the Gemara. Uh, he obviously talks about the Gemara. And then he brings down um, the Medrash, the Veikar Rabbah, a Yerushalmi in Kedushin, a Medrash in Bereshis Rabbah, another Medrash, and a Medrash Tanchuma, a few places, all where that the, where the, where the Lashon is, Erev Tafshilin. He brings down a Sheikh Tov. Then he brings down Tolus Adam Kilu, and you obviously see that he's holding that he has a lot of gear size that's not like this. And he has a Gadabaracious and other things. Now, so he's bringing down tens of sources, and and he ta- and then he talks about it. So you could see a lot of times, a lot of times it's not such a gear so change. A lot of times it could be a pshat, and he could say it. How does he do this? By his incredible yada and bukias. In he was uh, in Tarshabalpeh. Bavli, Yushalmi, etc., etc. Now, so comes along the young. I don't know what age Rokhain Knesky wrote it, but I'm pretty sure he wrote it when he's relatively young. But I'm not. I'm not saying it's the same time as that because I, I forgot the date. It doesn't say a date. A lot of times it says Rokhain Knesky that it's very important. We know and it's amazing what the what the Nine did. He was in all the places where Gemara and Midrashim. But he, he wasn't, there's certain places, especially not in Zerom and Tyrus, where it's very important, because there we don't even have Talmud Bavli. It's very useful and important to do this. So, um, there's also Midrashim that is Girsais, and he's going to collect them, the ones that he's missing. So he goes and he puts it out. And here you see Chaim Kanievsky, once again, based on his Yeda, incredible Yeda and Tereshwal pages of showing you the Midrashim, the Safra, Safri, and other other Makairis God also to and when one uses this, one sees this, so first you're blown away by this type of unbelievable hekif and yeda. 
And part of why Rechaim Kensky was doing it wasn't to show off about his Marmachim, it's because he held this is unbelievable, crucial in understanding the sugya. Where is this coming from? This is the Vilna Gain school. That Kul Teresh everything is relative. When you learn a Bavli, you have to know what the Yushalmi says. You have to know what the Madrashim say. Not only for a Girsa, it's more, it's a lot of times it could change the Pshad. It could be a whole sentence to a story. Okay. And the last thing that he does is the Marmachim is a similar thing. It's Siyudim for Makaimis Rashi and Taisus, he says, that they bring a Medrash. Or Yishalmi or Tesefta, and it doesn't say where it is. So now, so if it's a, if it's a medrash on the pasuk or says Rechankeski, I'm not going to bother with. But a lot of times it isn't. So who's going to know it? Rechankeski, without batting eyelash, just goes through and he lists you all the different places again through his crazy knowledge, not only of Bavli Yishalmi but of many medrashim, medrashim that I mentioned last time, but even some obscure sources. Just to mention one, Sefer Maisis or Rabbeinu Nisim Goyin, which I hope to talk about. Where we have is Aris on this on this whole Sefer from the Goyin. Anyway, be that as it may. From these three svarim alone, which are written when he's, uh, two of them for sure he's written when he's young, we're, we're seeing that Rukhain Kanievsky did something beyond unique. He took his incredible knowledge of Chaz, which came through, it, it wasn't, he wasn't born with it. It was incredible Hasmada and Chazara, which he was always madgish. His Chayvus has now become more and more famous, this book about it. And he took that and he used that information that he learned to, to be able to be Megala and be Mefarish Eries of Tyra on unbelievable levels. I hope to continue with more samples to elaborate, to explain this even more in depth and more in depth because this is just the Tipa Shebeyam of the Svarim that he printed. Thank you so, so much. What can we do? Learn extra minute, two minutes, three minutes, five minutes a day. I don't know, for the next month at least. We got we to take something from this. Okay. So everybody will take what they could. We're not here to make suggestions. But it's really, really fascinating. Thank you so much for sharing and we hope to have a few more episodes on this. Thank you.